friends, and welcome to an episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin, which is a Cleveland sports podcast where I rant about whatever's in the title and have lively discussions with guests from time to time. So I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy. Well, friends, football is back. And boy, am I glad football is back. The Cleveland Browns just played their first game of the 2021 season. Obviously, it was preseason, so, you know, take everything that you saw with a grain of salt. Um, but it was very encouraging, you know, seeing the, the young players. Um, the Cleveland Browns defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 23-13. to And, you, you know, it's a very solid performance. Um, you know, when, when you think of preseason games and the way I kind of view preseason games, I think of them as, like, let's see the, the operation of, you know, how your head coach and offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, how all, like, how they work together as a team. And, you know, the one good thing going into this season, the Browns brought back their entire coaching staff. So that's, number one, exciting just in its own right, you know, how many times has that even happened, you know, for, for the Browns, not just since 99, but just in general, um, you know, nobody left, which is just kind of weird and crazy to think about. Um, so you think of, you know, how they, the coaching staff performed and, you know, how certain players performed. Um, the Browns rested basically all of their starters um, anybody who, who who played a significant role on this team last year didn't really play. Their entire um, first team offense didn't play. So Case Keenum got the start. He played, I, I think it was three or four drives. He played into the, the second quarter. The second team offensive line uh, played, you know, well into the, uh, the, into the first half. Um, they put up some points, I believe. Keenum had two scoring drives, and if they didn't, you know, go for it on fourth down, he would have had three scoring drives. Um, but again, you know, they just a very, very solid performance. I think the handful of guys that, that stood out for the first-team offense, or I guess second-team offense, but the starters that, that played today, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I mean, that guy is going to be a stud. The, the fact that the Browns got him in the sixth round last year, I, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy to even think about. Um, he is he fits the bill to be one of the elite receivers, and he has all the talent in the world. And I think the fact that they could kind of ease him in, you know, obviously they used him sparingly last year, um, and then obviously Odell got hurt, but... You know, I think that's a good thing. And it, even if he has the same type of production that he did last year, but on this team, you know, with everybody healthy, honestly, I see it to be one of those things where, you know, it's going to be tough to keep him off the field at times. Um, and it's honestly, you know, kind of like an embarrassment in Richards for, for the Browns. You know, he, I believe he had four or five catches. Um, yeah, he just... When you look at Donovan Peoples-Jones, you see that five-star talent. 
And honestly, the fact that he was a sixth-round pick, um, it's, again, just kind of mind-boggling, to be honest with you. And you got to think of, like, what are the coaches, what are the coaches up at Michigan doing? I mean, if you have somebody like this who's one of the, I mean, five-star recruit, I believe he was, like, the number one wide receiver recruit, um, and the fact that you couldn't develop him into what he is now or what he could be potentially, and he ended up being a, a six-round pick. And it's honestly kind of crazy to even think about. Um, but, yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones, even though he only had three catches for 26 yards, like, you could just tell, like, he's different. Like, he's he's just a different breed when it comes to uh, wide receivers. And then six-round pick, talking about another six-round pick, um, Demetric Felton, the offensive weapon from UCLA because he's listed as a as a um as a running back but I don't believe he took a snap at running back. He played wide receiver all game. I believe he's land uh lined up in the slot majority of the time. And all he did was have four catches for 44 yards including a, a 25-yard catch. So that's just another one of those things where it's exciting to see him, um, the the versatility that he has. I obviously I think he makes the team, and because he plays multiple positions, I think it's one of those things where, you know, the Browns are able to, you know, maybe keep a Dearness Johnson, or keep another one of the wide receivers because there aren't many position battles uh, on this team. It's all depth especially on the offensive the offensive side of the ball. You know, all 11 guys are back from, you know, the starting lineup from last year. So it's just like, you know, what's – it's really the semantics of, like, the position battles. And obviously the way Donovan Peoples-Jones has played, like, he's a lock to make the team. Um, Anthony Schwartz, who didn't play, you spent a third-round pick on him, he's going to make the team. You would think uh, Richard Higgins, who – did play into the, the late into the first half, but I think it's one of those things where he missed time early on in camp and just wanted to give him some some reps and some live reps. Um, I really wouldn't look that much into it, and and I think he's done enough. Uh, Higgins, where he obviously has that chemistry with Baker, where I think it'd be just tough to keep him off the roster. So there's really one wide receiver spot, one running back spot. And you have, again, somebody like Demetri Felton, who can play both. And like I said, maybe you keep Dearness Johnson. Maybe you keep, um, uh, you know, Ryan Switzer or Jojo Natson or um, Cadell Hodge. Like, like, those are legitimate questions that the Browns are, are going to have when it comes to cutdown day. Um, obviously, there's still, what, three more weeks until cutdown day. Uh, you don't know, you know, Injuries happen, so it's just like one of those things where, you know, you hope nobody gets hurt, but it, it does seem like the Browns have the depth to, you know, definitely have a, a lot of depth at wide receiver. I, I don't see it like last year where um, they are stuck because their entire receiver room gets close contact uh, flagged because of COVID. And honestly, like, the way Case Keenum played, he played – pretty well. He moved the ball, like I said. Um, they scored multiple times that drive. 
obviously the running game, I mean, it's tough to run consistently with your second and third and fourth string uh, offensive linemen. But the key was when they went up to pass the ball, guess what? They didn't really allow any pressures. Um, I believe, I don't think anybody got sacked. And, you know, they moved the ball downfield. And, and I like that the Browns incorporate a lot of screen plays. And, and I hope this is something going forward that the Browns continue to utilize. Because one of the things that I felt the Browns re- really didn't do a lot of last year was screens. And I don't believe they ran the ball out of shotgun a lot. And I think if you can do those things and, you know, become multidimensional in different formations, I think it just it just continues to add value and, and you know... You, because, you know, you could have Felton line up in the backfield with Cream Hunt or Nick Chubb or motion him out into the slot. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure we'll see Anthony Schwartz get the ball out of the backfield at times, too. So it's just like, you know, getting your guys in space in, in unique ways, you know, in open field. And I think screens and, you know, running the ball out of, you know, uh, out of shotgun, I think it's just you know, very effective ways to get your playmakers the ball. So I hope, the like I said, I hope the Browns continue to incorporate that because they did a pretty good job uh, today. I mean, let's see. Uh, Dearness Johnson had uh, two catches for 28 yards. Um, John Kelly, the, I guess, fourth string running back, uh, he had four catches for 44 yards. Again, majority of those were off of screens or little swing passes. So, you know, it's 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 just exciting. And if I didn't mention Felton, four catches, forty-four yards, including a twenty-five uh, yard catch. Um, you know, like I said, very very exciting. You know, looking at the 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 offensive weapons that the Browns have, the the plethora of offensive weapons the Browns have. Um, and you know, when Keenum got out. Kyle Oletta, the third-string quarterback, played pretty well. He was 19 of 27, 212 yards and two touchdowns, including a great catch by um, uh, Devon Davis, who they just picked up from the Minnesota Vikings. He was on their practice squad in 2019. Again, he was there on a practice squad when Kenneth Stansky was the offensive coordinator. So maybe he's one of those guys that you know he liked personally and ends up being on the practice squad, you know, or maybe he ends up playing well in the preseason and, and he gets a spot on an on NFL roster somewhere. Um, you know, it's a win-win for both the Browns and him, you know what I mean? So, you know, the, the Browns have a lot of wide receivers, and I think they have a lot of you know, not, not potential in that wide receiver room. Davis, who played really well, Felton, like I said, um, I know they're really high on uh, – Jamarcus Bradley, who played last year in the um, in the crazy Jets game, I believe he had like what five, six catches for fifty plus yards. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, hey, like the Browns have legitimate guys at wide receiver, and who could do m- multiple things, and that's the thing too, like. You have a JoJo Natson who almost returned, you know, had a punt return 
for a touchdown if it didn't if it wasn't called back and I think he was tackled at like the 10 yard line but it's still he had a significant return and he's definitely a weapon in the return game do you want to keep him on the roster for that you know you also have like I said Felton who could take handoffs uh, catch a ball as a wide receiver return kicks and punts like like those are things that I think are extremely valuable obviously you know playing special teams too and when you have like I said Natson Cadell Hodge played a lot of like gunner uh, as a uh, in special teams like you know what are they gonna do with him it's it's definitely interesting obviously Donovan Peoples-Jones we saw him as a punt returner we saw him as a kick returner last year obviously kick returner a little sketchy at times um but hey you know you were a rookie it's just one of those things where it's like I'm very excited to see the 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 playmakers and what this team decides to do when it comes down to their their final 53. And maybe one episode I'll have where you know I have my predictions for their uh, for their final 53. But I think as of right now, after one game, still kind of you know I, I don't know if I want to like make any bold predictions uh, just yet. That being said about bold predictions, um, talking about the Browns' defense, JOK, man, this, this guy's a stud. I <laughs> I know I just said about making bold predictions and stuff, but man, like, this guy, number one, you're just watching him on TV and you see 28, and the way he's built, he looks like a, a cornerback, really. But the speed he plays at and the the pursuit to the ball, the instinct, like already that I mean you could just see it's uh it's it's pretty impressive. You know, he had a sack, I believe he led the team with, with eight tackles. Um he almost blocked a punt. I mean this guy is uh is very, very impressive. And the fact that the Browns got him in the second round, I mean, it, it's still kind of... Like, seeing him actually play in a professional game, obviously, like, I knew he was really good in in, uh, in in college at Notre Dame. But just seeing him play in a professional game and the speed and, like, the instinct that he had, like, I, the fact that he wasn't the first linebacker taken, linebacker safety, whatever, you know. You know, like I said, like I called the... Uh, felt an, an offensive weapon I, again you could say the same thing with JOK just defensive weapon playmaker just line him up you know wherever because this guy could do multiple things and it's it's again I was just very very impressive that <laughs> that the Browns number one were able to get him in the second round but number two like just the way he played and he played I believe started to play middle of the second quarter and then played all the way up until the end. And, and I think that was because, you know, he missed some time. He was on the COVID list. Um, probably missed multiple reps and, and days in camp. So they wanted to get him, you know, live reps, kind of like Rashard Higgins. Um, but yeah, man, JOK, just extremely, extremely impressive. Uh, Newsom played, Greedy Williams played. Um, basically, the, the whole linebacker room played. Uh, Anthony Walker didn't play. Malcolm Wilson, you know, played kick coverage and then got hurt, so he didn't really play. Um, and I know I called him by his name. Maybe he kind of deserves it the way he's been playing. 
uh, I will call him by Mac Wilson by his name. Um, we'll see. The, apparently, he's been you know the as as much as you know Donovan Peoples Jones has been impressing in training camp. Uh, I, I guess the the mo- one of the m- more impressive players on the def- on the uh, defensive side of the ball has been Mac Wilson. So, you know, maybe he deserves you know his name to be called instead of just fifty one. Um, but yeah, he, unfortunately, he wasn't able to play, which is somebody who I would like to see kind of make that that step going from year two to year three, year one in a certain system to year two. Obviously, he was hurt last year, um, but he also played horribly at times. So, but he didn't play. Taki Taki played. Jacob Phillips played. Um, Malcolm Smith played. On the defensive line, uh, Sheldon Day, who the Browns got, who picked up former Colts defensive tackle, he played. I don't know if Malik Jackson played. I, I wasn't able to. I, I want to say I think I saw him, but I'm not 100% sure if he played. If he did, he played very sparingly in the first, you know, drive or two. I think we all know what Malik Jackson is. Um trying to think who else played. Jordan Elliott played a lot. Uh, Andrew Billings, I saw him play. Uh, you know, secondary. Obviously, you know, John Johnson, uh, Ronnie Harrison. A lot of the Browns are dealing with hamstring injuries. Um, I think I said, you know, Greedy Williams played, and deservedly so. Like, you know, he's somebody who's finally healthy and missed all of last year, so I, I think he should play. And, you know, I think he should play all... Th- Three of these preseason games. Um, Greg Newsom, he played. AJ Green played. The undrafted rookie, or not really rookie anymore, but undrafted player out of uh, Oklahoma State from last year. Um, trying to think. Port Augustine, defensive end. Curtis Weaver, who the Browns picked up late in training camp last year, who was put on IR by the, uh, the Dolphins. I believe he was a former fourth or fifth round pick by the Dolphins, and they tried to sneak him on to their practice squad, you know, because of an injury, and the Browns picked him up and put him up, put him on IR for the season. Um, but yeah, I think just overall. Uh, oh yeah, uh, rookie uh, Richard LeCount, the safety, almost had two interceptions. He had the one uh, on the hail mary duck by uh, Garner Minshew, which was kind of funny to see that. Um, it, I mean, it was such an awful throw, but I mean, he caught it and. Had a pretty nice return, honestly. And unfortunately, he fumbled, but, you know, Brown still got the ball. But, you know, who cares? Like, got the interception, try to make a play. Last play of the half, who cares? Uh, but he almost had another interception. Um, just overall, like, a very professional performance by the Cleveland Browns. You know, I was very pleased just watching them. They made all their kicks. Um... The punting was pretty good. Uh, the punt cover was pretty good. The, I think I said JoJo Natson almost returned a, a punt. Um, obviously, there there's a little sketch uh, first play of the game, you know, on the kickoff where Jacksonville kind of returns it for a decent amount, but I got called back for, for a, uh, a holding. And I believe in total there's only two or three penalties by the Browns. Um, they're just, you know, like I said, a very polished, professional performance by a team that 
I mean, they know that there's expectations for them. And they know that, obviously, like, these guys weren't starters. But these guys could potentially play a major, uh, you know, play impactful football for this team because you're always like that one that next man up you know mentality and all that fun stuff so um just i i like i said i the browns are finally a true professional football team that got their work done in the preseason and especially preseason game number one um they didn't look like they were in over their head and neither did any of their rookies um and it was just, it, like I said, I was very pleased by their performance. And, uh, you know, I expected them to to play better than a Jacksonville team that, quite frankly, they're not going to be that good, are still a, a year or two away, even if Trevor Lawrence is, that, is as good as, I guess, the, the hype around him, you know, is. Um, but, yeah, just... It's it's nice to have, and it's nice to talk about a preseason game where you just see guys get their work in and then, you know, turn it over to the next guy. You know, there's no crazy, like, you know, it's not like the Freddie Kitchen years where it's like, hey, let's see how the offense and the offensive coordinator and the head coach, like, coexist. You know, there's no crazy Johnny Manziel type thing. Like, there's no quarterback controversy. There's, you know, there's none of that. There's no, hey, let's play all of our starting offensive linemen because there's no chemistry between any of them. You know, the the Browns have all 11 starters back on offense. Obviously, defense, they, you know, changed up a lot and deservedly so based on how they played last year. But, you know, I think... Overall, they played really, really well. And, like I said, they got their job. They did their work, did their job. They won, which is always nice. You know, you, you go out there to win games and you won. So, I don't know how anybody could be upset about their performance uh, this this game. There's a lot to be excited about. Um, this second game, preseason game, should be very interesting. They play the Giants. But, you know, leading up to the game, they are going to have joint practices with the Giants. So it's just one of those things where it's like, do we not see the starters again in the second preseason game, which is at home at, you know, First Energy Stadium, Cleveland Brown Stadium. So if we don't see them, the starters play a significant amount in the second preseason game, do we see them in the third preseason game? But the third preseason game is the last preseason game. So it's just like, I don't know. It, it'll it be very interesting to see, you know, how not just the Browns, but teams in general, and especially good teams, teams with expectations, teams that's been in the playoffs, you know, how they kind of uh, prepare for the regular season. Because I think what we learned last year was, you know, to work smarter, not harder. And, and or maybe not harder but like tougher you know what I mean there's no I think gone are the days are of that second or third preseason game where it's the quote-unquote dress rehearsal where 
everybody plays their starters up until the third quarter or that first drive into the third quarter. So, you know, like I said, should be very interesting going forward to see what, uh, you know, like I said, not just the Browns, but what teams in general do. So, but I think that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. This uh, football is back. Recap of the Browns' preseason victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can follow me on Twitter at CaitlinOCLE. That's Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-I-N, those K-N-O-W-S-C-L-E. And like I said, football is back, meaning more episodes of Crunch Time with Caitlin. Multiple episodes a week during the season, you know, previewing games, recapping games. I plan on having, you know, long-form conversations like I did last year. Um, so I'm very excited about the 2021 season, you know, not just for football reasons, but for, you know, the podcast and stuff like that. And also, if you're a baseball fan, be sure to check out Lead Off Talk, a baseball podcast with myself and Gabe. Um, the it's such a fun podcast if you like baseball if you enjoy baseball uh, it's, I, I would hope that you would at least check it out um, so if you could do that for me that'd be awesome and while you're there while you're searching up stuff if you're on Apple iTunes or whatever you know you can always rate and review I think that's what iTunes does um, I think that's what Apple Podcast does you know so five star review four star review you know, leave a nice little comment that'd be awesome and if you do, I'll definitely read it out on uh, on the podcast uh, before we start. So, and that and go and that goes for both podcasts too. You know, so Crunch Time with Caitlin, Lead Off Talk, uh, a baseball podcast. And again, you could check those out wherever you listen to your podcast. So, and like I said, again, I think that'll do it. So as always, friends, go Browns, and take it easy. <laughs>